Welcome to In Conversation, the podcast from Creative Coverage that focuses on artists and their practice. I'm Tim Saunders, and today I'm with the artist Alexandra Churchill, a floral painter in the Cotswolds. Now, your garden provides huge inspiration, doesn't it, Alex? Yes, yes, it does. Um, We've been living in this house um, for 30 years. And when we first came, the garden was a complete blank canvas, you might say. (laughs) And it's just evolved as we have and um, love painting the flowers that grow in the garden. So that's where I get my inspiration from. Now, you're Canadian, aren't you? I'm Canadian by birth. What attracted you to the Cotswolds? (laughs) Well, my husband is British. And when I came back to meet when we were married in Vancouver, uh, we came back to the Cotswolds. We came back to England to meet his family. And I just fell in love with England. And I thought this is the place for me. So um, not long after we we moved here and uh, just found our way in the Cotswold. We, we were based in Stratford-upon-Avon, and that was our sort of central place because it was so well-known at the time as a Canadian. Um, and then we looked around and thought, um, where else is there that's nearby? And um, we went to Chipping Camden, which was lovely, and then we had a little thatch cottage there, and then we've moved to the village of Overbury, and, and that's where we are now. And it's in Gloucestershire. Right. Can you tell me a bit about the property? Yes, it's a Cotswold cottage. It's um, it's stone um, with a slate roof. So in this sort of weather where we've got um, almost 100 degrees temperature or 40 Celsius, it's quite cool in the downstairs area. Upstairs is <laughs> not the same, but... We're lucky to have the coolness of these big, st- heavy stone. Well, weren't they clever all those years ago? I know. <laughs> They're making use of natural materials is what they should be doing. In Vancouver, we always lived the timber and lumber is the big thing in Canada. And we always had wooden houses. But then you were always vulnerable to fire. Whereas here in a stone house, you don't think that that's so much of a threat. So tell me about your garden. You've lovingly planted it and it inspires your, your painting, doesn't it? Yes, it's it's very pretty. It's not it's not huge. It's got a stone wall all the way around. So it's all walled in, which is wonderful because we've always had dogs and um, the walls are good to keep them contained. And also to grow things over. So I've got grapevines that I've brought back from France. And now we've got lovely grapes growing over the walls and over the archway of the the garden gate. Clematis that grows over and flowers in the spring. And lots of roses. I've got 25 different types of roses. And um, don't ask me to name them all. (laughs) I won't. I wouldn't do that to you. <laughs> no, good. So does your garden work with the seasons? Have you got different colours that are coming in spring? Well, I try to do that. Summer. Yes. I'm not I'm not that clever a gardener, really. I just I just sort of go by trial and error. It just seems to 
come up with the colors that I that I like. I'm sort of addicted to going to the nursery and looking around at the plants and thinking, oh, that's nice. That's nice. And I come home with all this stuff. And then I think, oh, gosh, where am I going to plant it? I haven't got any more room. So then I start putting everything in pots. So I've got lots of pots around. And then I think I can move the pots around from place to place where if it's all filled with geraniums and it's making a big show, then I can put it where it shows best. And when it's not so good, I whip it out and put something else there that looks better for the winter months. Very sensible. So do you find that you are painting more in the summer? I don't just paint flowers. I paint um, anything to do with nature, really. And I'm quite a strong equestrian painter as well. So I follow racing, horse racing, and um, we're in an area where there's on the estate where we live on a private estate there's a stud here so we've got studs we've got some little colts that are being born and I just am inspired by that so I walk around with my dog and meet the horses and look at the lovely landscape so I paint landscapes horses animals and still life you know lots of bowls of cherries and flowers in with apples and figs and a good broad variety of subjects that yes. um, carry you through the year I would imagine. oh absolutely so I'm painting all the time I've just had another studio but I paint in my sitting room in the house actually the whole house is a studio gallery but I've had another studio built in the garden which is a wooden a little wooden studio and it's really sweet I love it but again with the heat that we've got today it's very hot in there so I'm back in the house painting at the easel in my sitting room because it's cooler. Can you tell me a bit more about the flowers? I love tulips that come in the spring and um, and I love peonies that follow on to that and then comes the roses so yeah I, I just love painting poppies and wildflowers and well I don't know roses I guess but even little little handfuls of forget-me-nots and wildflowers I'll go out and bring them in from the garden put them in a tiny little vase in front of me at the kitchen table while I'm eating breakfast and I think oh that's really pretty take a picture of it and then and do a little painting of it so it doesn't really matter it's just I love the colors that you get with flowers it's the contrast from painting horses where I'm using browns and blacks and creams and grays then you get into the flowers and I can do purples and pinks and reds and all the other bright colors that I don't get with with the animals that I paint. Do you work on canvas or is there a particular board that you might choose? I work on canvas and I work on board. Sometimes I think, oh, that's a lovely frame and I'm not using it. for. It, maybe I've sold a painting that's going off to the States because I do sell a lot of uh, work that goes overseas and they'll say, send it unframed because it, the, it doesn't weigh as much to ship it. And so I'll have this lovely frame left and I think if I cut a board, I can cut sometimes I can't get a canvas that fits a frame that I've got so I'll do it on board and then of course you gesso the board and and I quite like painting on that surface and sometimes I start a painting on a board and I think you know what I don't need all that extra bit over to the left 
and I just wind up cutting it off. I wouldn't do that with a canvas. I just have to go through with it. But you can modify it after you've painted it to come to the ideal size for the subject. Do you work purely in acrylics or oils? What's your favourite medium? In oils exclusively. Uh, I think acrylics are a good idea. And when they came on half price on something I saw on the Internet, I thought, oh, let's get a full set and get myself properly equipped with acrylic. I've got this beautiful big basket with every acrylic under the sun. But I've used them once or twice and I think I'm just not sure about this. (laughs) And I go back to my oils because that's what I know. That's what works for me. And that's what I love. I don't mind the smell of turpentine. It works for me. I'm okay with that. What appeals to you about them? I don't know. I think it's it's the tradition of it. I'm a very classical, very traditional person. I I studied classical ballet when I was young, and uh, I listen to classical music when I'm painting. I listen to classic FM. Um, that keeps me going through all my paintings. And when my radio breaks down, I think, oh gosh, I can't paint. So. Um, I I just think oils is so traditional. Now, they say, oh, if Van Gogh had acrylics, he would have used them. Maybe he would. I don't know. But I just like the traditional methods of doing things. I probably would have liked the idea of even grinding my own paints if I'd had the, the patience to do that. But I think it's quicker just to buy the tubes that are properly done and get on with it. Do you have a particular brand that you prefer? No, I use a lot of Winsor Newton, but I've I've got some paints that have been in my box for a very long time that are Grumbacher. I think that's an American paint. Um, it, it doesn't doesn't really matter, but I think Winsor Newton seems to be what I go to mostly, and you you get used to the colours and you know what to expect when you uh, switching from a lot a lot of different brands. I suppose you can get there was one thing olive green that I bought from a different brand I forget what it was Rowney or something and I thought oh that will be like the Windsor Newton one which I knew and loved and it was completely different so I think you're best to stay with what you know because even though it may have the same name it may not give you the same experience. Can you talk me through your typical working day? I probably (laughs) paint almost every day I certainly would if I could. Uh, Life gets in the way at times. I don't know, a typical working day. My dog is with me all the time. I just spend a lot of time at the easel, but I I put my brushes down and come and go. I mean, that's another thing about oils. You can put your brushes down and walk out and have lunch and come back, and you're not worried that all the paint on your palette has dried up. It's all there waiting for you. So that's another... Even today? Even today, (laughs) well, (laughs) have a quick lunch. (laughs) Yeah, I suppose. Is there a particular classical musician that you really like listening to when you're working? Ludovico Iannaudi is a pianist that does amazing piano work. I find Mm. it very moving listening to his stuff. But I love all of it, really. I love piano and I love guitar. And I love the way now that they're playing Beatles music on classic FM because they yeah. are classics now. Yes. You know, yesterday yes. and and the um here comes the sun, you know, and, and 
the beautiful guitar music is just lovely. I'm interested in the classical painters. Van Gogh inspires me. Turner inspires me for the landscapes. George Stubbs from 1780s. Um, I've been inspired by his horse paintings and Georgia O'Keeffe for the flowers. I've got quite a good following in America for people who see my flower paintings on Facebook and Instagram and they say, oh gosh, you're just like Georgia O'Keeffe. Well, she has been the, I think, the highest selling female artist in the world. Selling, I forget what it was. So she sold something called Jimson Weed, which was just a big white flower. It looks like morning glory for what, 32, 32 million? <laughs> I was going to say thousand because that's a lot to me, but uh, $32 million, I think it was, breaking a world record. And so I do a lot of work very similar to her sort of things. So that's why a great deal of my stuff gets shipped over to the States because they're getting the same effect as having a Georgia O'Keeffe for not quite the same price. Not for 32 million? No, no, no. no. I, I can <laughs> okay. do it for under 30 million. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah. What about the, the horses and the equestrian? Are there particular horses that you have painted? Tell me more about that world, but I don't know. As I said, George Stubbs from the 1800s has been a huge influence on me. And um, I have done a number of copies of his work in the style of very much of the um, famous horses Eclipse, which is, you know, if you follow horse bloodlines, he was the granddaddy of 90% of the racehorses today. And people are buying these because, again, his work is selling in the multiple millions. And they, if you buy, if you are lucky enough to buy an original George Stubbs, oftentimes people, because the work is so valuable, it goes into a vault or a museum. And, you know, imagine what the insurance would be on it. So what owners do is they will have a copy done, which is what I like to do, and put that on their wall. And then they say to their friends, well, this is just a copy by Alexander Churchill, but the original is in the vault or it's hanging in such and such a museum. So that's something that I'd like to do. So I consider George Stubbs, he's the master that's trained me to paint horses. But I do contemporary horses as well. So I've done all the, well, not all, but um, many of the leading racehorses for today, Galileo and Frankel. I've done jump racing with, oh, Cotto Star and Denman and, well, the list goes on. But I love doing horses. They remind me of the ballet. I love the elegance of a horse and the way they move every angle that they they turn to is just somewhat beautiful to my mind. And I like to capture them from all sorts of angles. So I've done war horses and and mares with a foal and I've done little foals. And yeah, it's just another interest that I like to follow as well as flowers. So I bounce from horses to flowers and then sneak out and do the odd landscape and still life <laughs> and the odd fox and uh, <laughs> hares. 
So, yeah, I keep pretty busy. Just on the flower end of things, I did an exhibition one time called A Bee's Eye View, and I felt it was a bee, and I flew into the centre of this tulip. This is how I would see this tulip or this this poppy or rose, and that's why I would paint a very large tulip on a very large canvas, because thinking of me as the little bee or the bird, and that's the view, that's how I would see that particular flower if I was that small. So I like to do mm-hmm. big canvases. Having said that, I've just finished a very tiny, <laughs> tiny picture of a rose. And the rose is called Princess Alexandra, <laughs> which was bought for me by my son because it has my name. And when it came up with its first bloom, it was just the most exquisite rose. And so I chopped it off, brought it in the house, photographed it. And now I've done this little painting of it. So it's only eight by 10 inches. But often the paintings I do of flowers are maybe 40 inches square and make quite a big statement. Is your son an artist? Yes, he is. He is. He's a very Uh good artist. He does beautiful landscapes and he travels a lot and does landscapes all from all over he's off to france in a minute doing going to do vineyards yes but um it doesn't come from my family my my mother was uh, musical um she played the piano and the organ and she was a poet but nobody painted that i know of so i'm the first one to get into paints i'm a bit fed up with the majority of galleries that I've had experiences with, I've had some really very bad experiences with galleries. So uh, but I'm not saying they're all bad and I'd love to have a good gallery represent me or a few good galleries, but it really seems to be down to me to get on with the marketing. I've been putting my work, I've got six different pubs. If you pick a really good upmarket pub where they've got a really good chef and people go and have a lovely experience. Maybe it could be a small hotel where people stay for the weekend and they're sitting and having a lovely glass of wine in a nice environment, waiting for a lovely meal, and they're looking around and seeing my pictures. And I sell quite a bit of work just through that, through contacts that, I mean, somebody has just commissioned me to do two very large portraits of two of their dogs because they saw pictures that I had done at the horse and groom and said, oh, I love the way you do your animals. Can you do my dogs? And I've just finished these two huge portraits. I've never even met the person, but it's it's quite good. And I'm not paying any gallery fee. (laughs) So it works out quite well. There's six pubs in the Horse and Groom in Upper Oddington. That's in Gloucestershire. And for horses, the plough at Ford is brilliant because they're right across the road from Jackdaw's Castle, which is a training yard. It's John Joe O'Neill's training yard. And all the horse lovers, owners, trainers, jockeys go into the plough afterwards. And I hang my horse paintings there. And that does quite well, too. The the only other way I sell and I have a secret way of marketing is I have a lovely dog called Purdy 
and she's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. I put her picture up on a Cavalier, various Cavalier sites, fan clubs uh, on Facebook. And she's got she's very sweet looking and she's got a huge following. And people are very interested that Purdy is a studio dog. So I say that Miss Purdy is the studio director and she decides what I paint and when I should be busy painting. And she she markets things. So I will take a picture of her next to a big portrait that I've just finished of something. And um, people will say that I've never met from Chicago or Florida. Oh, I love that picture <laughs> behind Miss Purdy. Um, how much is that? And please, what would it cost to have it shipped to Florida? And that's really fifty uh, percent of my work is all down to Purdy and her. I don't know what I'm going to do when I haven't got her anymore because she's almost sixteen years old. And she's a bit of an old girl, but she still looks gorgeous. She still sells a lot of my work. So there you go. Excellent. How many how many people do you know that have a dog for a representative who, who are their agent? Well, good for you. And I'm sure she's not half as greedy as many agents. <laughs> she, she is quite greedy. <laughs> she, um, uh, yeah, I have to. Every time she has her picture taken. She knows she's she's a professional model and she poses and she'll say, have you got the picture taken yet? Yes, Purdy, I've done it now. (laughs) Okay, she walks off and goes straight to the cookie jar and she gets her cookie. So, yeah, she's paid in cookies and she's paid quite well. (laughs) Purdy is the name of a shotgun. It's a very high class upmarket London shotgun. And so a lot of gun dogs are called Purdy, but I think you pay about £32,000 for for Purdy. (laughs) So it's quite expensive. But also (laughs) there was um, Joanna Lumley, the actress, played a role Mm -hmm. and she was Purdy in the 1970s TV series called The Avengers. And, And Joanna Lumley in that role could do anything. She was a Wonder Woman. Well, that's what our Miss Purdy is. She's she's amazing. She she does everything. She's a she's a gardener. My Purdy, she's the garden designer. She's she follows me everywhere and tells me where to put things. So yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm her lady in waiting. <laughs> we get a bit nuts about our dogs. Thank you very much for your time. Keep well, cool. thank you very much, Tim. You're brilliant. Thanks. Bye. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Bye.